We are recording. <clears throat> Today I'm talking with Roger Ferguson. Roger is the creator of a pretty amazing program called The Big Five. We're going to talk about that in detail as we go through this segment. Uh, Roger, hello. Hey, how are you this morning? I'm very well, thank you, and, and thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, so you have this program called Big Five. Uh, first, just real quick, tell us what Big Five is and why is it? Okay, Big, Big Five is a, a tool that has three primary functions. Number one, it serves as a really good time management tool for individuals uh, outside of any corporate or team kind of kind of uh, effort or initiative, but uh, the second level, uh, it actually functions as a good project management tool. If you're a project team leader and need some way to organize and hold people accountable in that, uh, in that team, it's a good process. But here's the really cool part. Uh, Big Five at the corporate level can actually replace traditional annual employee appraisal, that process everyone dreads and hates so much. Uh, Big Five is a faster, better, more efficient way, uh, an alternative, a creative alternative tr to traditional annual performance assessment. Wow, that sounds like uh, some sort of corporate blasphemy. Nah. <laughs> I hope so. That's my, my passion, Doug, is to change the way corporate America deals with employee performance appraisals. That's what I want to, that's what I want on my tombstone. How's that? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll, we'll get into that in, in just a minute. So uh, where did Big Five come from? Uh, created Big Five, actually, when I was at uh, J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, we were in a time, a very stressful time. Uh, it's a long story, don't want to go into it too much, but I was in mortgage loan operations and uh, we basically um, grew from five people to 105 people in a period of about 30 days due to some government regulations change. And I was kind of lost in terms of talking to my manager, didn't know quite how to communicate what we were doing or where we were headed to my manager who was just as busy as I was. Uh, and so Big Five was kind of my attempt to do monthly communication with my boss instead of annual, waiting for the annual communication a year end to talk about how we're doing. So in a nutshell, that's how it came about. My boss liked it so much, he adopted it for, for the real estate uh, operations area at Chase. And just about everywhere I've been with, uh, you know, Fleur or Chase, uh, my managers have have liked the process and adopted it, and it's kind of grown and, and got a little gotten a little traction now. It's kind of fun uh, as it starts to uh, grow and develop and and uh, find more uses. Great. Well, so just in real simple terms, tell tell us how Big Five works. Okay. Um, Basically, Big Five uh, plays off processes that are already in place in most organizations. Most organizations, you either have a monthly production report that you complete somehow, or you're completing this verbally in a staff meeting. All staff meetings look kind of the same. What have you gotten done? What do you need to get done? And how can I help? Uh, that, that's kind of what people bring to that meeting. Well, all Big Five is, is, is committing those items and issues to paper in usually a half page, half page email it can be done really quickly, um, committing those actions or items to paper. And then fundamentally what you do is you have 12 monthly reports that when stapled together, 
generally produce a, a much better picture of what the employees has contributed to the organization versus the old traditional, you know, Doug is a great guy. He loves kittens and helps the ladies across the street. And, and I give him a score of 3.8 on a five-point scale, which is kind of what you get in a traditional annual appraisal. Big Five actually takes those 12 monthly reports and, and says, here's what the employee contributed. And there's an element also of how the managers coach the employee through that process. So, so Big Five... In its, in its essence, uh, the name Big Five comes from what you specifically ask employees to produce in this report. What you ask them to do by the fifth day of the month, uh, which helps build it into the culture and, and helps uh, people solidify and, and kind of uh, assimilate in the process, I guess, I guess it's due on the fifth business, day, fifth business day of the month or the first work day thereafter. But employees are required to submit um, two uh, detailed items, basically, number one, what are your five most significant accomplishments from last month? And number two, what are your five highest priorities for the current month? And, and that fundamentally, uh, like I said, provides a much more complete and, and realistic and meaningful report than what you tend to get with traditional appraisal. So, Five most uh, significant accomplishments from last month, five highest priorities for this month. When those are combined, you got basically 120 data points at year end that says, here's what the employee contributed. It's a pretty good system, real simple, real elegant in terms of how it's done. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons I think people like it. And so on that second set, so well, let me back up. Let's let's just recap again. So the first block is the five key accomplishments for the prior month. That's the employee telling the boss, "Hey, here's what I did. Woohoo! Look at me. I, you know, this this is what I got done." And then the second set is the five uh, goals or uh, targets for the next month, basically. Yeah, it, it's real interesting that the nomenclature, the, the actual uh, words that you use. When we talk about goals, we tend to think in terms of annual goals and lofty, ethereal kind of um, um, things that may or may not occur. As a matter of fact, one of the challenges with traditional performance appraisal is you know, everyone's seeking strategic alignment. Everyone, you know, everyone talks about having everyone in the company understand the company, where it's going and how we get there. Uh, I know in my last organization, we had a goal of, um, uh, you know, expand our presence in the North Sea. Uh, if I'm the HR guy sitting in, I'm not exactly sure how I know how my daily actions contribute to expanding our presence in the North Sea. That's just one of the issues, one of the problems. And Doug, I got lost on the question. About so edit. Uh, we were talking about the second set being kind of goals or objectives. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, Big Five is more effective than annual goal setting because it is more tactical. Uh, I intentionally never use the word goals. A, a corporation or an organization can certainly have goals, but what's meaningful to the employee is the tactical steps that they need to take month to month to help push the company toward those goals. So goals are important, but Big Five helps translate those goals into tactical actions that the employee can take monthly to help push that goal forward. So I intentionally avoid the word goals 
and I focus on priorities and accomplishments. Seems to be more effective. Well, that would make sense at the employee level. You call it priorities. You, the, the employee is raising their hand saying, all right, boss, uh, here's my priority for the next month. So laying that down in that half-page report, um, managers got a shot at looking at it and saying, now we're off the mark. We're, I don't want to do number three. Uh, push that out. Let's do something else, right? That's exactly how it works. That's exactly how it works. By the uh, by, five days. Once again, trying to hit the five. After five days of receipt of that employee's report, the manager's job is to provide feedback to that employee, also through email. Um, and if the employee has provided those ten things, by the way, there's nothing magic about five and five, but generally over the years, those are proven to be good, effective numbers. Five priorities and five accomplishments tend to tell the story. Um, but the manager's job is to pick and choose which of those issues he or she needs to respond to. Uh, and all of this is done in bullet points, uh, uh, short, short responses, lengthy narratives, or, you know, we don't want lengthy narrative. We don't want a three page report. All of this we've proven can be done in about a half page email report where um, uh, the manager responds to guide, coach, and correct the employee. Now, one important thing, this does not take the place of face-to-face -face coaching. Um, many times, the Big Five report that the employee submits to, be, to the manager will be an immediate call to action for the manager to sit with that employee. Something's wrong. You're very uh, strategically unaligned. You're very off target um, on the negative side. Or this employee's really done something amazing that needs to be shared with the rest of the organization on the positive side, and the manager needs to go uh, get with that person um, uh, to uh, uh, praise, um, uh, confirm, reinforce that behavior. Now, <clears throat> this is not annual appraisal done 12 times, done monthly. This is nimble, quick, concise communication. What, what it typically might look like is um, my big five for this month, I might say that one of my most significant accomplishments is completing an interview with Doug Thorpe. That's it, completing an interview with Doug Thorpe. That's six words, and I'm done. That's how quick it is. My boss, or accountability partner, since I don't have a boss right now uh, <laughs> in my consulting firm, I'm the boss, but if I had an accountability partner, the, their response or the manager's response might be, uh, Nice, go get them. Uh, or, or question, how do you plan to use uh, that, that interview, that video in your marketing efforts? So I might, as a boss, pose a question to an employee, provide reinforcement or, uh, or a change of direction, or I might have to say, see me, we gotta talk. But this is, this is not designed to be annual appraisal done 12 times where you go back and forth and back and forth and agree or disagree and another level manager has to approve. This is ongoing coaching that actually continues from month to month. So one employee email, one manager response, you're done for the month. Okay. So what about the work team that has workload that is, um, I'm going to call it large incremental for lack of a better word and what I mean by that is so there's a task that is going to take more than 30 days to get finished but I'm an employee I've got 
if you if you were to plot out my day roughly, uh, let's pick a number. Thirty percent of my assignment is to work on that longer term project, and so now it's the fifth of the month. I'm going to turn in my report. How do I address my contribution to that piece, that that bigger project? It's not over in a month. I haven't completed it. Yeah, yeah. How do you do that? Uh, by just reporting what you have gotten done tactically, once again, toward the completion of that strategic objective. So, you know, a lot of, uh, of uh, annual uh, processes and softwares include a little progress bar that you can actually note, you know, I've gotten 30, 50, 75% of this, this thing done. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't include any progress bars in, in, in uh, our process, but the employee can certainly say, you know, toward the accomplishment of this, let's say it's a six month goal, here's what I got done in moving toward achieving that goal. Uh, that also gives the manager kind of a nice update, same kind of update I said before that he or she would typically be in a staff meeting. You know, where are you? Uh, we got this big deadline six months down the road. How much have you done? Where are you? Uh, the, the employee simply reports that progress in real narrative terms. Here's what I've done. Here's where I am. Here's where I might need help. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything that's not completed in a month, that's one of the other cool things is, is Big Five helps create accountability because anything that's not completed doesn't drop off the list. It stays on the list. It can't just, you know, I, I don't know about you, but in my years of experience, I've, I've both had it happen to me with employees as well as it's happened to me personally, you know, why did, why did you get to year end and you say, why did we, why did we have this goal? We, we didn't do it, but no one seems to care because priorities changed, uh, regulations changed, technology to management change. The manager who wanted this, our boss is now gone. He's been promoted and gone and no one cares about it anymore. I know that's a pretty simplistic example, but that kind of thing happens all the time where you get to year end and that goal is no longer valid or, or meaningful. By, by doing this monthly, you make those adjustments on the fly and, and can keep your organization better on track. Absolutely, and those kind of changes are very real. They, as we sit here and talk about them, it sounds kind of simplistic, but like you said, something like a management change, goals and priorities change, the new guy thinks he has a mission to re-steer the group and uh, go another direction, and uh, all that prior work effort Get, either gets reframed or totally abandoned. Yeah, it happens all the time. Hard, hard to capture in an annual review if uh, if I'm the, the the soldier that's been down in the trenches the whole time. Yeah, it's it's real interesting too, Doug. If you <clears throat> look at um, the the performance appraisal industry, the big software providers and the big HR vendors that are pushing this stuff, most people are pushing toward what's called monthly check-ins with their employees. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is just pushing this, uh, you know, uh, people today, uh, millennials, Gen X, whatever you want to call them, people today are much more technology savvy, of course, and want instant feedback versus that year-end stuff. Um, and, and so more and more of these vendors are pushing for what they're calling monthly check-ins with employees, which is always a great idea. What they're basically saying is you need to communicate more frequently and more, meaningful, uh, more meaningfully with your employees. And who can argue that? 
what, where they fall short is they don't eliminate this year in process. The very coolest thing about Big Five performance appraisal is that the year in meeting, the year in take me to the woodshed and give me my beating kind of, uh, you've told me five things I've done well. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop to tell me what I, that meeting, that annual meeting goes totally away. There's absolutely no reason for that meeting. And that's a totally different mindset uh, than, than what the HR and the corporate world has today. Um, an, an employee who, who says, hey, I'd like to be reviewed under Big Five, the employee and manager can go back and pull as many past monthly Big Fives. It doesn't have to be 12. It could be the last four. It could be the last 16. Whatever's, whatever works in that organization they go pull those and look at them and say, here's my feedback. I'm your boss. Here's my feedback on how you're doing. Um, if the organization needs to uh, review a certain number of past big five reports to be able to make a promotion, decision, a pay decision, any of that kind of thing, um, uh, they can do it just by just pulling uh, whatever number of past reports they, they want. That annual meeting goes totally away. And that's the biggest piece of this is, uh, you know, people, the statistics are overwhelmingly negative for people not liking performance appraisal, primarily because it, it does. It feels like being taken to the woodshed sometimes. It's a very unnatural process. And Big Five tends to work real well because it's more like daily coaching and communication with your manager versus that year-end uh, dreaded kind of meeting that you've got to have. That sounds great, Roger. We're talking with Roger Ferguson, the creator and developer of the Big Five Performance Assessment Program. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back after this message. Click, click, click. Does that work? Boom. That's perfect. That's great. <clears throat> we're actually going over the segment time a little bit, believe it or not, but this is super stuff. I want to I go ahead and get it all, and then we can, okay. we can do some soundbite edit stuff, you know, another time okay so that'll be good all right okay the benefits and how it works yeah we're gonna yeah we'll, we'll get into that um so i'm gonna do my segue back in okay three two one all right everybody we're back today i'm talking with roger ferguson he's the creator and developer of uh big five uh roger uh, hello again hey um, so we talk about the structure and the purpose of, of Big Five in, in the first half. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about um, the, uh, the benefits. Uh, why would a company want to embrace this and and bring it in? Okay. Well, surprisingly enough, I've identified five benefits. <laughs> uh, I'm a gratuitous plug there. I know that sounds silly, but I'll go straight to benefit number five. People tend to like this process a little better. And the fact that we do everything in fives, and I jokingly talk about fives over and over again, really ingrains us in the culture. Um, the, the fifth benefit, working backwards, is, is people like this a little better than, they like this a lot better than traditional uh, performance appraisal. You'll, you'll hear, it energizes the workplace. You'll hear people in their cubicles stand up and go, woo got another, you know, kind of a ring the bell ceremony, you know, when you're in sales, when you've got another sale, when you close a deal, you ring the bell. This is kind of that, uh, uh, wow, got another one of my big five down. 
Um, uh, uh, another minor benefit is a lot of people post their big five on whiteboards and their office or cubicles are on pieces of paper and other people see them and can, can help them achieve their goals. It, it, it tends to help communication um, and because everyone tends to know what everyone else is working on within reason. It's not a magic cure-all, of course, but it does tend to help that. Um, <clears throat> The other, the other thing in the, under that uh, same guise of people liking it, I, I think people like taking credit for their own work. You, you know, in a lot of employee satisfaction surveys, you hear people say, I'm not really sure that my manager knows what I'm doing uh, or, or what my contributions are. This, this kind of uh, uh, helps with that and takes, takes place. And the really cool thing about this is, if your organization is already producing some kind of monthly production report, you can customize and, and, and fit Big Five right into that existing process. So not only did you eliminate the annual appraisal meeting, but you are really not creating a separate step. You're incorporating performance management into production management, which helps you as a manager run the business a little better. Uh, the other the other four benefits, just running them real quickly, obviously there's better and more effective communication if you do monthly instead of annually. Uh, one of the really cool things about this is, is, you know, we always assume that this annual performance meeting is tough on the employee. Um, it's also tough on the manager. The manager, I don't know about you, but sometimes I lay awake at sleep at night saying, okay, I've got to deliver some tough news to this employee, but I know how they're going to take it and it's not going to be fun and it's going to be this light. Uh, the informal nature of Big Five, being able to provide this coaching monthly, everyone tends to relax. The, the employee relaxes because they know everyone in the company is getting the same kind of feedback every month on their report. The manager relaxes because this looks a lot more like coaching and help and assistance than it does criticism and uh, documentation to get the employee out the door. Uh, so, so that for that reason, uh, it works really well. It's also totally customizable if something's important in your organization. I mean, we, we were doing this in email. We've got a, a software that we're just about ready to roll out, uh, which I can talk more about later. But, you know, you can do this as simply as just providing an email traffic back and forth uh, in this thing. So um, it, it improves communication. We said employees tend to like it. Um, it also improves uh, accountability and company performance. It helps the organization uh, gain traction and actually move forward in accomplishing uh, their goals. Uh, the last installation we did, uh, the COO uh, put it very nicely uh, when he said, I get to spend more time actually accomplishing work than documenting work, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, uh, so anyway, I, I like that. Um, obviously, um, it takes less time. I'm, I'm looking at my notes here. Maybe this is a good edit point. Uh, it takes uh, less time than traditional annual appraisal. Uh, there's not a lot of data out there on how much time managers currently spend on performance appraisal, but the data that's out there is pretty telling. Um, many managers are spending somewhere between 200 and 400 hours a year and involved in some sort of um, element or aspect of the traditional performance appraisal. I mean, 10 weeks, 10 weeks a year, 
Um, and, and that would be okay if the process were meaningful. But you ask people, and in survey after survey, it's shown that people don't believe that this process has merit. They don't believe that um, that it really helps employees. They see it as it's a compliance compliance exercise for HR to be able to document um, uh, the the difference in pay between Bob and Sally. And Big Five can still accomplish that and get that done, uh, but in much less time, uh, much less time to get that. Uh, created. And then finally, for organizations that are, are uh, concerned, I know at my last corporate or, or my last Fortune 500 assignment, we had a separate coaching initiative going on to help managers become better coaches and document their coaching. Big Five actually creates coaching. I mean, it's creating at least 10 data points per month where the employee said, here's what I've done, here's what I plan on. I'm doing and the manager gets to come back and say yes sick them go forward or hold the phone I'm not sure or absolutely not don't go that direction uh, we're, we're not aligned uh, so so this effort actually creates coaching as well so those five reasons I mean better communication between the employee and the manager it improves actual corporate performance and accountability takes much less time than traditional appraisal creates coaching and people tend to like it. Right. You know, I know talking about the, the time spent by managers, um, I, I recall in, in my own life uh, a situation where um, one of the sharpest, most intelligent executives I'd ever worked for, he was pretty inspiring that way in, in terms of his technical ability to create amazing solutions. Um, he was a good guy to work for, uh, you know, personable in meetings and such, but he had a thing about needing to do the annual assessment, and he didn't do it. That was his choice. Um, and I worked for the guy for six years and never got an annual review. Now, I don't know how we did that corporately because <laughs> the corporate function as I knew it in HR uh, was pretty robust, and they were worried about their uh, uh, compliance metrics and analysis so how they got away with this guy never doing a review and and I was among a group of uh, I think there were about six of us that were direct reports to this guy we all suffered the same malady when it came annual review time we just walked in and said what's our raise and we didn't even ask yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of them done in the parking lot on the way to the car so uh what are managers telling us when they do that? They're telling us that they don't believe there's value in the process. They're telling us that the juice is not worth the squeeze. And HR departments, I, I'm an HR weenie, I'm an HR guy, I've been one all my life. And what we tend to say is this traditional annual appraisal will work if managers will just take it seriously. But managers have been telling us for years now that this is not a valuable process for them. It's compliance only. Uh, and, and the good news is that Big Five actually helps them become better managers, helps them create accountability in the organization. So, so you, okay, I'm going to take a pause. Now we'll let it out. So let's talk about the compliance aspect of this. Uh, I think a lot of business leaders believe that annual review is a legal requirement. Annual review is not a legal requirement. 
which makes the the entire effort even more egregious in my mind. I mean, look at what HR departments tend to put managers through, um, uh, for lack of better terminology. Um, probably the two largest um, loads that the uh, typical manager has to carry is employment. Uh, when you want to hire someone, there's an extreme process you have to go through to get approval, to get the job posted with the force commission in your state, wherever you are, uh, all those things you have to get done. Those are legally mandated. you got to do those. That's not your HR department creating work for you. It's got to be done so that we have fair employment standards in the country. The government has said nothing about performance appraisal and what has to be done. The only thing that's occurred and has occurred more recently is, is fair pay issues, of course, under the current administration. And I think that will continue. It needs to continue. If you're paying people less than someone else because of their gender, that's, that's just silly and makes no sense at all. So that needs to be corrected. But other than that, uh, other than being able to document performance to show why Bob makes more than Sally or Sally makes more than Bob or Ted makes more than Bob. Um, that's it. And, and, and the good news is big five works very well. I mean, what as an attorney or, or um, uh, as an HR or business, business leader, what would you rather see? Doug is a great guy, very flexible, always gives 110%. I really like working with him. I give him a 3.8 on a four point scale or 120 data points that says the reason Doug makes more than Roger is bam. Look at his contributions. Look at these 120 data points over the last 12 months that show us Doug's contribution versus Roger's. So big five works very well. And by the way, has been already tested legally um, in, in one uh, client shop and passed with flying colors. So all of those HR worries about, um, you know, do we have our, our documentation in place that will protect us legally? Big Five actually does a better job than traditional appraisal. Many times traditional, traditional annual appraisal creates liability. A person gets uh, terminated for, uh, for poor performance. They file unlawful termination. They come into an arbitrator or even to court. And what do they bring? They bring seven years worth of performance appraisals that generally are kind of soft, they say this employee was at least good and sometimes it may be even better than good. Um, you know, if you talk to labor attorneys, I think they'll tell you that most of the time traditional annual appraisal documentation at, at least does as much harm as it does good, depending on how well the manager has documented uh, uh, the employee's performance. So big five helps with, with that issue as well. I'm a fan. I would, I would guess so. Let's talk about the places where this has been installed and uh, uh, share with, with our group here some of the uh, outcomes and benefits that you've seen in uh, real life fire. Okay. Well, our last installation is, is probably a, uh, a good one to talk about. Uh, with a trade association that's uh, basically engineering based. You know, you might think that some of this stuff is soft and kumbaya and it's people skills and all this. Uh, this installation was primarily engineers or people who deal with engineers as clients 
Um, and, and this installation, they've been using uh, Big Five for about nine months now. We just did, when we installed Big Five, what we like to do is do a pre-installation uh, survey to see how people feel about the old process, and then we do a post-installation survey to, to compare the delta and hopefully show people you know, how they've improved their process and more importantly, improve the return on investment for this process since it takes so much time, effort, and money to, to get this going. And so our last installation, just uh, we just did the, uh, uh, the post Big Five installation survey and the numbers, I, I read them off the board here. As a result of Big Five and this organization, uh, in the, the frequency of coaching has increased 38%. Um, 95% of the employees um, in, in that organization said that they felt like the frequency of coaching was where it needed to be or they wanted a little more. So, uh, you know, you could look at that coaching has increased by 38%, and, but employees hate it. They don't hate it. They like it. They like the feedback. The quality of coaching uh, as in, in, terms of, you know, does the manager provide open, honest feedback uh, to the employee? Um, that went up 8%. 9%, uh, given a 9% traction score, the traction question is, does the feedback my manager provides me actually help me improve my work performance at work? That went up 9%. 70% uh, of the people surveyed said that Big Five takes uh, the same amount of time or less time than annual appraisal. And 38%, and, um, um, I, I, I don't want to, I know I'm getting down there, I'm putting people to sleep with statistics, but 38% said there had been a dramatic improvement in manager and employee communication. The big statistic, the biggest one, we asked them their overall opinion of the traditional annual appraisal process. And... <clears throat> The, the bottom line is that only 7% of the employees identified that process as great or truly effective. Um, I, I think what we, we gave them choices is that, that said, uh, great, I like knowing where I stand with my manager. It's okay. I don't like everything about it, but I do benefit from it. And then the third choice was I only participate because I'm required to do so. Um, on the positive side, uh, that number that was 7% after Big Five jumped to 58%. So over a 50% increase in people who were happy with the process. If you go to the negative side, in the original survey, 37% of the people uh, there said that they only participated because they were required to do so. After Big Five, that number dropped to 4%. Wow. Uh, so the data is is um, very favorable uh, for Big Five and shows that it works. And I think we have all of those concerns that HR professionals might have. Uh, I think we've got those covered as well. Now, just taking for a moment a, a departure to the the negative side of things. So I've got an employee that's struggling. Um, Missing deadlines, missing the mark, can't seem to demonstrate working knowledge of the task and so forth. So I've got them on big five. Uh, what are the kinds of things that, that I'm going to be able to help them with through this process? Well, I, I 
think that in this particular case, in that particular situation, uh, the, the best coaching and the best way to help this employee is, is verbally and face-to-face. Um, so I, I think Big Five takes, uh, here's where Big Five truly does become a compliance tool to help you in your HR. I mean, you got to move that employee up or you got to move that employee out, right? Um, so the, uh, I, I don't, I don't like any of this, Doug. <laughs> well, I don't either. That's why I said this is the negative side of it. Let's start over. Well, I'm, I, I oh, know okay. the answer. I haven't said it well. Okay. So well, let's where you asked the question. Yeah, let's, okay, we're going to cut this section. Well, let's go back to the original question. Yeah, so you want to ask it again or you want yeah. to? Yeah, I'll, let, I'll, I'll, I'll frame it differently. All right. Well, you don't have to. I got the answer. I just was stumbling over getting it out. No, I didn't like the way I asked the question either, so. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the employee that might be struggling a little bit in the organization. While, while I'm a big advocate of trying to be proactive, and I would like to think that, that I've done a pretty good job over the years, but I, I certainly coach people to do a better job of this, meaning if you've got that employee that's struggling a little bit, not demonstrating a good working knowledge of the task, the coaching needs to be sooner than 30 days even. You, you need to try to address that head on as, as things are revealed. But in respect to posting in Big Five What's your recommendation to people on, on, on dealing with those kinds of employees? Well, uh, from if I understand your, your scenario properly, you need to move this employee up or you need to move this employee out, right? They got to improve their performance or you're going to want them to bless you by going to work for one of your competitors, right? <laughs> uh, so um, uh, Big Five, I think, plays a big role in that initially as you start to coach that employee. Let's say it's for something you said they weren't uh, able to perform uh, the basic task. Uh, so so let's talk about errors. Let's talk about uh, you had some way to actually account for how many errors this employee uh, was making on a monthly basis. I, I think you write that right into Big Five as an improvement need for the employee. This month, you need to work on your accuracy and completion uh, here's, uh, you could actually give a couple of short examples if you wanted to. Um, but this would assume, you know, this doesn't replace face-to-face -face coaching. Like you said, this needs to happen sooner even than the 30 days. A big five can serve as a great place to be able to document um, what your expectations are for the employee. Now, if you move to corrective action, where it's obvious, uh, where, where you're no longer coaching, you really are documenting to try to get this employee out the door. I think Big Five can help you in terms of the, the, the months prior that you've gotten to that point. But I advise most of my clients, particularly those who have proven corrective action processes, to keep it separate from Big Five. So if you're going to create a performance improvement plan, a PIP, a lot of companies call them PIPs, performance improvement plan, any kind of, you know, three-step warning process before you terminate the employee, I'm going to advise you to keep that process in place and take that out of Big Five. Uh, keep that in place. It seems to be the best way to make that work. Well, that makes sense because that PIP has its own timeline. Once you pull the trigger on it, it's going to have its own timeline, whatever company policy is on that. You know, 30-day warning, 60-day warning, 90-day probation, whatever the terms and conditions may be. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think it works well to draw a pretty clear line of distinction. The big five is about coaching. And, and once you've reached a point where you feel like this employee is not going to be salvageable and you've got to start official documentation with, with HR uh, about this, I think you move it to corrective action. Okay. Well, let's digress or not digress. Let's rise above this now. Cause I'm, I'm like you, I, that's a, that's a part of management. None of us like we not to make a light of it, but um, it is an unfortunate reality for some employees occasionally that we get into, but uh, shifting gears, you have written a book. So tell us about that. Well, uh, the book is called finally uh, performance assessment that works. Uh, a lot of what's written out there today is about the problems with traditional um, performance appraisal, but most of the solutions are, like I said earlier, meet with the employee more regularly and then automate the current old process. And uh, the book, finally, Performance Assessment That Works, basically presents a, a guideline, a roadmap for you to totally dump that line of thinking and move to um, this more progressive and more creative and less expensive and more effective alternative, uh, I think. So the book's available on Amazon and Kindle. Um, uh, I, I've got kind of a flawed business model, Doug. Uh, you, don't, you don't need to hire me necessarily to be able to install Big Five. It's a pretty simple, elegant process. Uh, uh, certainly, I'm available and, and have a virtual team of people that's available to help you with your installation uh, and can help you avoid some of the pitfalls, I think, that, that uh, we have found, some of our clients have found. But if you want to install this on your own, you probably could uh, by, by going through the book. And, uh, you know, I'd be happy to, to talk to any one of you out there who are interested in just exploring this a little more. Uh, thinking about using, uh, you know, a consultant to uh, install this or thinking about doing it as a self-installation. I'd be happy to talk to you. One, one of the things that we're about to do is we're, uh, we're about to release our software, uh, which will, will fundamentally, um, uh, boy, answer all the questions that HR people might have about how do you document, track, and store this data for future reference um, you know, all, all the allusions I've made uh, so far have been to email and, and how do you actually track that email and make sure everyone's participating and, and the documentation is actually created and, and there for your use. Uh, and it's tough if you use an email. You could create a document, a template, uh, house it in SharePoint if, you, if you're using SharePoint, but this software will, will basically be as, I, I like to it's going to be as simple and elegant as the big five process itself, allowing employees to be able to use, it's an app basically. So employees can do it from any Android or, or smart device uh, or at their office computer, uh, be able to submit their big five managers can do the same in terms of their responses. And it'll be simple, quick, elegant, and very affordable, uh, especially compared to the cost of some of these more, more uh, pricey and more elaborate uh, systems that are on the market today. That's great. It'll be exciting to, to see that out. We're going to put links up here on the screen for Roger's firm. It is ISI HR Consulting, and that's at isihrconsulting.com. You'll see the banner on the page here uh, directing you there. Uh, Roger is, as he said, he's available to uh, coach and consult for 
implementation of this if you're interested. I'm going to be having a whole lot more discussion on my blog in the, in the coming weeks uh, about this process because uh, I, like Roger, believe that as a manager, one of the toughest things is providing that coaching to your employees and having it mean something. And um, I'm count me in to one of those managers that's hated the annual review process. I've always complied. My HR friends, wherever you are, I've always complied, as you know, but uh, it's not saying I like the process at all. And I was one of the first to say, is this really going to mean something? So that in and of itself was a driver for me to try to uh, be motivated to do a little more coaching along the way, not let the annual review have such a, a significant impact, um, take away the significance of it and, and make it a, a, a true compliance event. Um, it made a lot more sense to me. So, um, Roger, I want to thank you for sharing this with everybody. We'll um, also share some links on how to get the book. You're on Amazon and Kindle, I believe. Is that right? Okay. Thank you. Any, uh, any departing words for the audience here, Roger? Uh, you, just one, I think. Um, rarely do we get a chance to significantly, significantly, that retake. Just, just one, I think. Uh, rarely do we get the chance as managers or HR leaders to be able to make significant impacts in our organization. You know, that incremental jump or leap in process improvement that we all talk about. This is your chance. This is your chance to take a tired, old, worn out, um, hated process and become a hero in your organization by introducing this new process. Uh, and I'd be happy to help you do that uh, in, in any way I can. So thank you for your time. Very good. We've been talking to Roger Ferguson, the creator of uh, the Big Five Performance Assessment Model. And uh, you've been listening to Doug Thorpe's New Manager Forum. Uh, thank you for your time. We're going to see you in the next episode. Thank you. Da -da 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 -da. Good enough? Yeah.